This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. The 2022 Wheelchair Rugby World Championships recently took place in Denmark. Joining us now to tell you more and share some perspective is Travis Morrell, one of the members of Team Canada. Hey, Travis, great to chat with you once again. Hey, it's, thanks for having me back. It's great to be on. So, Travis, it's been a couple of weeks. We were sharing daily updates with our sports reporter, Brock Richardson. I know there were some ups and downs throughout the tournaments, but with a couple of weeks of reflection, how are you feeling about the, the team's performance? Oh, man. I mean, of course, immediately after an event like that, especially when you, you know, don't quite finish how you want to, it can be pretty tough. But um, luckily, I've managed to to bounce back at a competition recently in Tampa that I just returned from. So it's nice to, to get some rugby in right after you get back. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those short memory things, right? That once you can get back into action, it makes it a little bit easier to, uh, to, to sort of brush off a, a bit of a disappointing performance that was fifth place. But as I mentioned, there were some ups and so, there were some ups in there. There was some really strong performance as well. So any positives to take away from the tournament in, Gen- in Denmark? Oh, for sure. Like a couple weeks uh, removed, you can definitely see some of the positives. I know, I know the team. Like we played well. We've seen the top competition played against them. You know, in a lot of games we led, so we know we're right there. And on any given day, we can we can beat them. It's just about putting it uh, putting it together in those big moments. It's been a bizarre couple of years in the world of Paris sports, uh, sort of some stops and some goes along the way. I'm curious how the team's doing since uh, the performance of Tokyo. Now you've had another world championships under the belt. And the fact is we're, we're not far from the next cycle into the next summer games. So how are you, how are you and the team feeling? How's the makeup going? What, what kind of transition is going on? I think, uh, I think the team is feeling great just to be back playing and uh, having things back opened up. I know COVID hit, pretty much every every sport team hard and you know us especially where we're used to having quite a bit quite a busy international travel schedule and a lot of competitions and to have that wiped out you know was was difficult for all of us but now that uh, things are opening up back again I think we're seeing some of the competitions start to reappear on our schedule and I think it's good for everybody I want to get a sense of what it was like on the ground in Denmark. And and pardon my ignorance on this, but there were a couple days where you guys were doing two a days. And to say that wheelchair rugby is a physical sport is an understatement. How do you guys hold the bodies together when you're playing two a days like that? So we're extremely fortunate in that we're supported by an, an amazing support team where We've got massage therapists. We have ice tubs available. We've got a lot of recovery apparatus available to us to really maximize our time between games. And, you know, every team there play, is playing the same schedule, so that grind is, is there for everybody. And a lot of times it's the teams that can uh, recover the fastest and the best that really uh, come out on top. So I think that was a big uh, – a big what's the word? Something that we uh, – pegged early on is something that would be important for our success and I think uh, the guys do a great job of following through with that is is there an adrenaline that sets in while you're over there that perhaps maybe until the flight home you're not feeling some of that pain you're not feeling some of those bumps and bruises 
Oh, for sure. Especially at a world championships where, you know, you, you only get an opportunity once every four, four years. So, I mean, all of the little minor aches and pains that normally would just slow you down, you know, you don't even feel so you definitely feel the adrenaline and, you know, all of the excitement during competition. And you can definitely get that dump after where you're like, holy cow, what did I just put my body through? Mm. So you mentioned you were down in Tampa Bay recently and it was nice to get back on the horse. I'm curious what the next couple of months look like for you, because as mentioned, we're, we're really not that far from starting the next Paralympic cycle. You've been competing here since 2008. What do these next couple months look like for you at a personal level in terms of getting your body ready for that next push? Yeah. So, I mean, it's important to take some time off, but unfortunately with uh, Tokyo 2020 being pushed back a year, it's really shortened our timeline for preparation. So, you know, I'm going to enjoy the next, the next uh, two weeks kind of to take some time, spend some time with my wife, reconnect with family and enjoy a little time off. But uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Back, back on the road, back on the grind. We've got another competition coming up uh, November 16th that we got to be prepared for. So, uh, the breaks are definitely shorter with a shortened timeline. As I mentioned, you've been with the team since 08. So now that we're talking about years. Actually, sorry, 2006. It's 2006. My apologies. My apologies. So 2006, <laughs> I'm curious what what the growth of the sport has felt like with you there in the front row for these last 16 years. What are you seeing in terms of the youth movement in the sport, the grassroots of the sports, the next generation coming? Not that I'm not that I'm forcing you into retirement or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I plan on playing for at least another maybe 10, 20 years. <laughs> All right. The Tom Brady syndrome. No, exactly. Um, no, it's been amazing to see the growth of the sport where when we started, it was predominantly spinal cord injured players and, you know, the game looked quite different than it does now, but I mean, wheelchair rugby spread to so many different countries and now we're seeing so much parity in what teams are competing for world championships and Paralympics where, you know, back when I started, there was honestly maybe two, three teams that had the opportunity to win a gold medal, and the rest of the teams were a, a step or two below. But now, going into a Paralympics, going into a World Championships, you see six, seven, eight teams that on any given day can win. So it's made things quite a lot more interesting and a lot more fun to, to see. Well, Travis, we're grateful for the work that you and your teammates are doing, the coaches, the support staff, and the entertainment that you're bringing us. The tournament in Denmark, I know, wasn't the result you guys were looking for, but it definitely there were, were some really exciting games along the way. So best of luck to you with a couple of weeks off here and with the competitions down the road, and we'll catch up uh, with you between now and 2024. All right. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate the sport. That's right on. That's uh, Travis Morrell, a member of the Team Canada wheelchair rugby team, joining us from Toronto. Ontario. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.